Welcome to CII Radio. In this episode, we're talking to Tali Shlomo from the CII on the subject of mental health. In this episode of the CII podcast series, we're joined by Tali Shlomo, who is People Engagement Director at the CII. Here we are discussing mental health, both in society and focusing on the workplace. We'll also hear about initiatives that the CII has put into place and also get some guidance and advice on how organisations and individuals can approach the subject of mental health and look after their own well-being. To find out more about this podcast and for useful links, go to thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Here is our conversation with Tally Shlomo. Hello Tally and welcome to CII Radio. Hello, Luke. Lovely to see you. You too. The CII recently collaborated with mental health charity Mind. Um, Can you tell us more about that and share what your intentions were with that initiative? Mental well-being is a vital component of diversity inclusion. Um, And as we strive to achieve uh, trust of our consumers, um, when we know that one in four people will potentially be affected by mental ill health um, of some kind in their lifetime, what better initiative uh, to collaborate with Mind to really support support all of us in reducing or eliminating the stigma of mental health. Uh, The Stevenson Pharma Review uh, set out the standards and our intention was really to work with MIND to uh, bring to life the document uh, to our profession using case studies from organisations like Zurich, Lloyd's, Aon and so forth. Uh, Apologies for all those that I haven't mentioned because there's quite a few in there. But it's a great way to bring to life what organisations do. And more importantly, to provide guidance uh, for not only the employers, but also for um, colleagues as we continue to break down the stigma of mental health. It's important that we place mental well-being and mental ill health uh, alongside other forms of diversity inclusion. So as we know, one in four will potentially find themselves with uh, mental ill health at some point in their lives. From that, we also know that seven in ten have had poor mental health at some time in their lives so far. And so it's important that to raise awareness, uh, to road profile, have role models, and really share some action plans on what we can do. And The more we talk about mental health and we profile and we showcase um, and we provide initiatives, the likelihood is that over time we start to break down the stigma. Okay. Um, Yeah, as you mentioned there, one of the biggest challenges in dealing with mental health, both in the workplace and in society more generally, is um, the stigma which can be attached to the subject. How much progress has been made in removing that that stigma, in, in your opinion, and so that people can feel more comfortable about talking about mental health? There's been some great initiatives that I've seen and I think not only that some of it's been driven by organisations in our profession but knowing that His Royal Highness Prince of William is is behind um, some of the initiatives um, from a consumer perspective and society, it really does help all of us to focus on mental health. We all know that uh, mental health could be a form of a disability condition and we know that the definition of a disability is a health condition that has a substantial long-term impact, 12 months or more, on an individual's ability to undertake everyday activities. This can refer to an individual's functioning, including physical, sensory, cognitive and intellectual impairments. And mental illness is one of those. So 
the thing with mental health, why is there such a stigma? Well, it, it's easy to see someone's physical disability whilst it's visible. So what can we do uh, to support uh, colleagues to reduce the stigma of a disability that's less visible? So starting to identify barriers and having those conversations is, is vital and critical. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit more um, detail about initiatives that the CII uh, has been involved in? Absolutely. Um, I think this is, we've we've done initiatives on mental health for such a long time and we continue to evolve uh, and change those. So we, you know, we've started on the journey of emotional intelligence first and foremost and, okay. and recognising your own emotions and connecting with those around you um, is really critical. Taking the time to learn more about uh, mental health is also important. Yes, yeah. um, and we've we've kind of signed up to uh, Time to Change Pledge, uh, This Is Me campaign. Uh, we've also run um, awareness sessions during Mental Health Awareness Week. And I'm delighted to say that we've run some mental health first aid trainer sessions and we have some uh, mental health champions in our organisation. And, and one of the things I say is when a company ensures its culture is intrinsic and embedded in anything it does, uh, support for mental well-being encourages uh, the dialogue on, on what it can be a very sensitive, and personal topic to talk about yeah. and and creating a culture that's safe place for, for individuals to seek support and guidance is critical so you know we'll we'll do coffee mornings where colleagues can just have a chat really and yeah. what we've done is we've uh, handed out some books and what is a very subtle way of starting the dialogue and the book could be on anything um, some topics would be very much on mental health or it could be on any other areas um, we've even handed out some doodle books because um, as we know drawing and doodle books create yeah. a bit of sense of calmness absolutely um, yeah we've also sun- run some sessions on mindfulness and that's been incredibly popular six week program excellent um, we've had amazing take up and all these initiatives are are just there uh, to introduce uh, to colleagues so that they feel that they can support themselves but also it enables us to continue the dialogue on mental health. Excellent that's really really great to hear. So moving on slightly why is well-being now part of the diversity and inclusion agenda? So it may be difficult for companies and employers to notice or feel comfortable about mental health compared to other visible dimensions of diversity um, right. since many find it difficult to talk about mental well-being. Um, it, it is understandably harder to tackle. Um, however, if we flip it on its head and look at well-being and initiatives to support uh, colleagues' well-being, from nutrition, diet, to sleep, um, right. to mindfulness, what it does is it two things. It supports them through well-being and feeling good, uh, but also what it does, it hopes slightly mitigates um where colleagues um, is um, going through mental ill health, it's initiatives and interventions to support them through those periods that they might be going for, through. And if we look at some data, you know, the, the concept of learning more about mental health is important and what tr- might trigger it. So when we look right. at society, um, you know, we, we know that the, the need to, to kind of learn more about carers, mental health, transgender is so important. Why do I mention transgender, mental health and carers at all at the same time? We do know that uh, 40%, 47% of carers are aged 45 to 64. Right, okay. And we do know that being a full-time carer could impact your mental well-being. And if we are cognizant of that, then I think it's important that we also talk about carers in the workplace and support our colleagues who might be carers either for childcare or elder care. And those interventions of well-being are critical. 
And the reason I also talk about trans and uh, our LBGT plus community is that we know that a quarter of um, LBGT plus uh, colleagues are not at all open to colleagues about their sexual orientation. And that in itself, not feeling safe or comfortable uh, to be yourself at work, could create a lot of pressure and could could create a feeling, uh, a burden. And what what was really important is to support colleagues throughout their employee uh, colleague time in the workplace irrespective of which diverse community you're in and and that will help and enable um, a mental well-being culture because feeling comfortable and safe in an organization is critical we also know that nearly um, half 40 40 percent of trans people are not leaving permanently in their preferred gender role stated that they're prevented from doing so because they fear it might threaten their employment status that's according to gain britain 2013 and again that that's another example of where um, a safe culture and environment is critical and um, a well-being program uh, enables you know supporting your colleagues um, to feel safe and comfortable so what more can organizations do to support mental health in the workplace both from a management point of view, or if perhaps a friend or colleague you work with, um, it does seem to be dealing with with mental health issues. I think there is so much that we can do and so many initiatives don't need to take a lot of time or cost a lot. So we don't need big budgets for this. So yeah, some basic initiatives like the coffee mornings, just having uh, 10 minutes out of your day um, with colleagues to have a chat and a bit of banter yeah, is always good. Absolutely. Um, encourage your colleagues to take breaks and just, you know, uh, go for a 10-minute walk. All of those initiatives are critical. We definitely encourage, you know, uh, sign up to the Time to Change pledge. And the other initiatives like the mental health awareness programs are, are critical because that's what starts to break down the stigma of mental health. The Mental Health Champions is also a great initiative because what that does, it equips managers and colleagues in the organisation to, to support colleagues who, who may experience uh, mental health challenges and they sometimes may just want to talk to someone um, and not HR about how they're feeling and um, some guidance and support um, because some of uh, their experiences may not be work-related, they may be personal-related and it's supporting them for that journey. The other initiatives um, that organisations can do uh, very simply is many have uh, an employee assistance programme. Direct your colleagues to that. Most EAP schemes um, will have um, counselling um, on offer and they're great initiatives. They're private. Um, they're very confidential conversations um, that normally are cognitive behaviour therapy. And I'd encourage anyone that that is seeking some support um, to reach out to their employee assistance program that their organisation will have. And there are many other um, organisations that can support colleagues. All you have to do is look at the Mind uh, booklet, which is on our website. And um, there are many initiatives. Art therapy is another one um, that we, we we piloted late last year at the CII. And feedback was very good because um, with art, uh, what it does, it starts to calm the mind a bit and, and causes a distraction. Um, and so we, we've piloted it. Um, and it's something that's quite interesting. So we, we would say have a look at all the different resources, but I think what's really important is is taking note. Um, you know, sometimes working in an open plan, having a quiet space is important. And looking at how we support colleagues who are 
facing challenging times, how do we uh, provide reasonable adjustments? It's, it's just as critical. Excellent. No, it, it seems there obviously there is a, a lot that can be done and, and some of it very kind of straightforward and, and quick and easy and, as you say, not, not to a, a big budget at all. Um, I mean, is there any other kind of advice you could give to an individual perhaps um, to try and help support in their own kind of well-being? I think um, if we focus on well-being, there are many things. Um, and as we know, um, diet is absolutely critical. Um, so nutrition, and there's lots of information on websites on, on actually managing a balanced diet on a, on a low budget. Um, there's lots out there. And I think that they're, they're really kind of critical programs like mindfulness. So there's so many apps on phones these days that um, encourage you and provide you with a structured uh, framework uh, for mindfulness. Uh, and also just making sure they exercise, um, even just a, a brisk walk each day um, is critical. And ultimately speaking to your manager and seeking professional support, um, seeing your GP and counselling. So as I mentioned, the Employee Assistance Programme, uh, counselling is provided. But um, ultimately uh, your GP can help. But it's important that if you uh, work with your manager and your organisation to support you. Um, the Five in at Work uh, document is, is, is phenomenal because there's so much information in there. And I'd encourage everyone to look at it because it, it really breaks down some practical um, applications and tips, not only for the organisation, but for individuals. Excellent. Okay. Um, thanks so much, Tally. That's a really, really helpful uh, overview. And um, thanks very much for joining us today on CII Radio. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to CII Radio. Um, to find out more about CII podcasts and subscribe, uh, visit thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And if you'd like to read the full CII report on mental health in partnership with Mind, uh, visit the CII website. Uh, until next time, thanks for listening and goodbye.